Hello, this is Daniel Gregory. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of The Perceptive Photographer. This is the 343rd episode of the podcast. Really do appreciate you tuning in. I hope you're having a fun, engaging, exciting, relaxing week. Hope you're just getting a chance to get out there and do something that's really got you engaged and excited. Don't forget, if you're listening to the podcast the week of October 4th through the 8th, that there is a free Photoshop Summit happening and you can get the link for a free pass in the jump notes for the show today. Uh, 40 classes, about 30 hours of instruction. I'll be teaching two classes. So don't forget to check that out. If you are listening for that, again, that week of October 4th through the 8th, if you have a VIP pass, you can check out those classes anytime. So you can also get that this week. If you happen to be listening to the podcast in the right time window, I think there's this interesting experience when we eat food, drink wine, good coffee, where there's these subtle little nuances to the flavor. And if you've ever you know, taken a wine tasting class or you've sat down with somebody who really like engaged with a coffee or tea is this way, you know, something where there's a bunch of subtle notes. You know, we talk about the notes of a, of a bottle of wine or a glass of wine. And when we taste that wine or we taste coffee does this, tea does this, food does this. If you get the right, you know, spices into food, you can taste it that there's these little nuances that are in there. And it's hard to identify, I think, when you're first sampling or you're first learning about whatever your new kind of passion or, or, or interest is. But I know that like once you know what that flavor is, like, oh, if you taste Ethiopian coffee, for example, there are subtle notes of blueberry. So if you get a properly brewed pot of Ethiopian coffee, coffee beans that come from Ethiopia, one of the notes there is a subtle blueberry and properly brewed at, at the backside of that coffee, after you swallow it, you'll be like, God, there is this, this nuance of blueberry. You know, and some wines have, you know, even though they're made out of grapes, you get, because of the way they're made and conditioned and put in cask and, and blended, you'll notice that there's notes of plums or there might be cherry or chocolate you know, something like that. And when you eat food, you'll be like, oh, there's something on my palate I can taste and I can't quite identify it. And it's got this spice to it and this heat to it and then you're like oh that's a subtle gingers in there or whatever it is there's this micro note of flavor that enhances the experience and i think it's twofold i think it really enhances our our sensation of that experience of drinking or eating and i also think it comes from being able to discern what those flavors are and i again you have to learn that sometimes somebody has to tell you what you're tasting because sometimes you're like can't figure out what that is. I don't, I can't, my brain can like knows there's something there, but I don't know what that flavor actually is. I can't tell what that flavor is. But when somebody says you might be tasting this, or you might be tasting that, because we all have a little bit different palate, then you're like, oh, that is kind of what I'm tasting. I am tasting this kind of plummy jam flavor. And then the next drink you have, or the next bite you take, you can then really get that sensation. So part of this is we have to learn what those flavors are and then we also have to be really careful when we're eating or drinking that we can pull those flavors out. And I think once we learn that, then when we go look at other things, so for example, like I said, with coffee, like if you go back and get Ethiopian coffee, you're like, oh, I really like that blueberry. And then you pair that with like a blueberry muffin or some blueberry uh, breakfast yogurt flavor or something like that. You really can like enhance that experience as those two things work together. So the reason I bring all this up is because I think in photography, when we look at images, when we think about our photographs, that there's the big, bold impact. And again, in the analogy to wine or in food, you get a, 
a Chardonnay, you get a Pinot, you get a uh, a Shiraz. And if, if it's in food, you've got Thai food or Indian food or a cheeseburger, whatever it is, you've got these kind of big categories. But that's photography, big categories. You know, I've got landscape work, I've got macro work, I've got flowers, I've got astrophotography, portraiture, newborns, whatever it is, we these big buckets. But in the photos that are engage with us, the photos that connect with us, that kind of haunt us in some ways, I believe they contain the equivalent, the, the analogous con, uh, experience of those subtle notes you would find paired in wine or coffee or food or tea, that when we look at the photograph, it's not so much the big impact that breaks it down into being something of interest. It's in the subtleness of the experience. It's in the nuance of when we look at that photograph, can we get a multi kind of explosion of flavor, a, a, a combination of different elements that come together that make the whole interesting. But when we start to look at the individual parts, when we start to break down the characteristic flavors that are in the photograph, does it become more interesting? And is it in the breakdown of those subtle flavors? Is that where we can start to figure out things like signature and style, core elements within a certain photographer? So like I said, with, with certain coffee regions, you get chocolate or you get blueberry. And you know, you know if you get a coffee from that region, it's going to contain that flavor. So if I look at a photograph from a certain photographer, is it going to have those subtle elements in there of style and signature? Am I going to be able to see those, those hints that that peppery feeling that warms the back of your throat on a wine. Are you going to get that sensation from looking at that photograph? And I believe we do all have those, those sort of elements. We have those components that tell us things about who we are in a very small way. And I think when we look at photographs, one of the challenges we have as viewers is again, we may not know what we're looking at. We may not realize the subtle use of tone, or we may not realize micro contrast, or we may not realize hue shifts or gradations or attention to detail. Those little elements that kind of make up the subtle nuance of the photograph. But as we start to identify what those things are and how they're impacting, not just our visual response to the photograph, but our emotional response to the photograph, we can start to understand our palette of how we consume photography. We can also discern like, wow, you know, when I look at certain photographs, it's gotta be like all or nothing. I have no distinction. I can taste salt or I can taste lemon, but I can't taste anything else. You know, I don't have the ability to pull apart the sophistication of that photograph. I lack something in my understanding of it. I can only give the big descriptor, but there might be subtle nuance in there that I wanna look for. And so it's a chance for us to start to think about that experience of a wine tasting or coffee tasting or tea tasting or, or good food, like I said, and bring that forward and say, are there applicable skills and is it worth the experience of understanding those things? So I think we can get to a point of, of twisted perversion where, you know, somebody starts to describe something and you're like, whoa. There's no way all that's in there. You know, you, you, you've read too many magazine articles. You've read too many things about what to say about wine and you bundled it all into there when really it doesn't taste like any of that. So I think we can get a little twisted sometimes in trying to find a, something that's not there. But I do think there are things that are there in every photograph, you know, and understanding that, identifying that is important. 
Because when we communicate about things like composition and frame and feeling, it can be a challenge to find a way to connect with another viewer of the image or the photographer itself or you as a photographer connecting with the viewer. But if we can start to pull in some of those more abstract notions that are with purpose put into there. I mean, we've made that photograph. We framed it. We composed it. We edited it. We constructed that experience. We responded to that experience. And we want to enhance that experience when we're editing and when we're making our choices for scale and size and paper. Pulling all of those elements together, I think, make us wonder sometimes if what we're really doing is communicating the things we want. And I think it's really easy sometimes to think about, again, that big picture. You know, I'm a landscape photographer, but I'm not just a landscape photographer. I deal with comp composition and I deal with framing and I deal with subject matter that deals with how we identify space around us, how we deal with time, how we respond to the minimal amount of time we have in the existence against the cosmological time. I'm dealing with all sorts of little elements about how do things interact with one another? Are they good neighbors or bad neighbors in the environment? How do they all culminate together in the landscape? So that sense of layering and color and form and movement, all are key kind of elements that make up the palette of my photograph. And so for somebody to look at it and say, wow, it's got, you know, the sensation of, you know, a longevity to it. You know, what, what does that time mean? How do we experience that? Is it experienced as loss? Is it experienced as hope? Is it experienced as optimism? What is that experience and how is that defined? Those are key elements within the photograph. Those are key concepts within the photograph that I'm trying to drive for. I'm trying to experience myself by being behind the camera. I'm trying to understand my own sense of time and space against the landscape that I stand in. Those concepts, those things that I deal with in my own psychology get put into the print. And again, like a, a wine maker, like a coffee roaster, like a fine chef, are there things I could do to accentuate that? Are there moments of blur? Are there moments of extended time exposure? Is there the way I process color versus black and white? Is there this sense of timelessness with black and white versus this color image or vice versa? accentuating those subtle flavor notes of my work. Can that in fact make it a better photograph? And I believe it can. I think it really can make a difference, but I have to be able to identify those notes. And I think that comes from looking at a lot of photographs, identifying a lot of photographs, having a lot of conversations with myself and with others about those photographs. And I think it's so important as we think about how we identify who and what we say and how we are, that we get clarity of purpose around what we're doing. And I think that clarity of purpose comes from being able to identify what we're cooking or what we're drinking. You know, at a most basic level, what are those things that we're constructing there? So I would encourage you as you look at your own photographs, as you look at other photographs, you know, to think about what are those sensations that you experience, like if you were eating something or drinking something, you know, is it sweet? Is it sour? And then if it's sour, is it sour with a lemon sensation or is it sour from a, a ginger perspective? What is, where's that bite coming from that makes you think it's sour? What is that experience? And see 
know how you can understand that. And then think about how you respond to that. You know, maybe you're one of those kids who likes those really sour candies. You know, maybe you like sour more than sweet or salty more than sweet and how that drives your experience of food. But also when you make the analogy into photography, how does that drive that experience? I hope you have a wonderful week drinking coffee, tea, wine, soda, water, fizzy water, beer, whatever you drink. I hope you have a wonderful experience drinking it and enjoying those subtle notes of flavor. And no matter what you eat, the same. And also with the photographs you look at. I hope you have a great experience this week looking at photographs and seeing if you can kind of roll them around on the back of your palate and see what's there. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Really do appreciate you tuning in. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.